Hey, what is good, Camp Believers? Welcome to another episode of the Can't Believe I Made It podcast. In this season of pivoting and recognizing when your current season is not serving you anymore, I felt like this guest, Tucker Newhouse, would be a perfect person to touch on what it feels like to throw yourself into this one dream or this one goal, and in one way or another, to have that call to adventure when life inevitably smacks you in the face and pushes you towards a new direction. I met Tucker a couple years ago when I had started working in professional baseball. You know, he was a professional baseball player. And I think what really pushed me to build a relationship with him was his rigidity around his habits and his rituals. And so after very meaningful conversations of him coming back and returning to play after injury after injury, Tucker made the decision to step away from the the one thing that he thought was going to be his dream. And as he ushers himself into a new season and a new pivot in his life, going from a professional baseball player into a professional alpine athlete, yes, you heard me correctly, we get a real quick dive into what it means to bring on mindfulness, what it means to trust in your community, and what it means to surround yourself with gritty, athlete, and talented entrepreneurs. I am so excited for you to hear this conversation. My man, Tuck, I love you, bro. I'm so freaking proud of you. Uh, this was an absolute pleasure of having you on. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. Let's get it. I've been a silent observer of yours for quite some time since the last time that we spoke. And I think, Tuck, what I would love before we even get into introductions and everything like that, is to ask you, why the hell have you not invited me on one of your excursions? Well, there's a bit of a learning curve, but you're welcome if it's something that you're interested in. <laughs> Dude, it looks like, again, I'm, I'm observing on what you're sharing on socials, yeah. right? But to me, what is really cool, and I'm excited to dive into your story and whatnot, Tuck, you know, for all those reasons. But I think what's cool is I've always gotten the sense from you that being outside is, is, is like a value system of yours. A yeah. Am I even remotely close? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. It's, I mean, just being in nature, like wild places, it's incredibly therapeutic to me. That's like where I find peace as a person is in I mean, I, wild remote places. I mean, I'm thinking about this because when I first stumbled into like our working relationship, yeah, uh, what I heard from you was like, yeah, he has a sprinter van and he just travels up the coast with a couple other guys and they just work out. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Who is this man? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, but before we get too deep into things, I just want to say like when we were hanging out and seeing each other on a regular basis. I just want to say thank you for the person that you were to all of us, like day in and day out. Obviously, the last like year and a half, it was mainly rehab guys. So it's like yeah. we're all whatever. Our, our careers are up in the air. It's super uncertain times. Um, yeah. We're having trust with people is super hard. But you were always a person that like it, it felt like you weren't even affiliated with the team. It was like you treated yeah. everyone as individuals and like talked to us just like, like a parent or a friend. So I just want to yeah. say thank you for that. It, 
in, in that time in my life. And I know everybody else around, like we really always appreciated you. Just who you were to us was fucking really cool. Bro, I, I appreciate that. We're two minutes and 30 seconds into this and you're about to make me shed some tears. Well, right? I, yeah, I just, I just wanted to, wanted to say thank you before we get into anything. Bro, I, the, the feeling is very, very mutual. And I think, Tucker, what might be a really good place to start is, is how we met. I mean, what I understand, this is what I didn't understand going into it, right? You know, I have all the skill set to be able to help, especially with a lot of our rehabilitation guys, you know, not only perform at their best, but return to play for the things that they love doing. And I understood the tactics, but what I didn't understand was the psychological piece. Yeah. And I learned that pretty early on that maybe I'm not going to be able to help everyone, but I think where my strengths lie is in connection. Yeah. And I think that's what I really felt was, was a mutual experience between the two of us. So maybe, Tucker, a good place to start as we get excited about your story and, and you get to share this with our podcast family uh, for people who not only love competition, but also really love the ideas and inspiration and life lessons and heroes journeys of, of people like yourself. So I would love to start, you know, with your love of baseball into when we met, what was going on for you? And then we get to get into the real cool stuff, which is what you're doing currently, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just a little bit about myself, I guess. Um, I got drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers when I was 17. Signed a, a few weeks before my 18th birthday. Um, I grew up in a, in a baseball family. My dad was a college coach and a scout. Um, so I grew up around the game. Baseball was a part of my life from the time that I could even comprehend what it was. Um, and then it ended up, it was just such an organic thing. It's like, I grew up in this environment. It's what I spent all my time doing my focus energy, just like the camaraderie of it was amazing. And then it ended up leading in to my first career, which was super cool. That was like, never really an expectation. I just kind of fell into so it. You didn't, you didn't feel like you were going to make it when you were younger. I mean, I mean around it. yeah, every kid has a dream of playing in the big leagues or the world series or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but I never had that expectation. I was just like, Oh, well, it was, it was more day to day for me. It's just like the experience. And I still try to hold on to that philosophy, no matter what I'm doing. Um, and not try and get to high or low or high, have these crazy expectations. And I don't know, that just, that, that, that approach to things doesn't really work out for me very often. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's which like not, my, which is not the, which is not what happens with other athletes. Yeah. Well, I, I don't Especially enjoy, with... I, I don't enjoy the pressure. That's obviously there's pressure that's put on you. Um, mm -hmm. Once you have that limelight on you, but putting pressure on myself, it's like it, you show you show up with this attitude and how you want to approach every day. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You figure out yeah. that was kind of always my approach too. It's like, I, I didn't want to have all these like grand dreams and expectations. And then I come out of it and I'm like, wow, it's a total fair failure. All that was a waste of time, which some people can find themselves, but especially with baseball, it's like anything. 
it's it can become like a vicious cycle of you set these goals and then you get to that goal and then it's the next one it's like never ending you're not just move the goalpost yeah yeah exactly so it's like like where it's defining success right which is a whole nother conversation um i mean we could we could spend a whole series of 10 episodes talking about yeah right yeah (laughs) okay so obviously you got drafted yep uh you played a couple seasons and then you tapped into your rehab stints, yeah. right? Like a different, another phase of your life. I mean, I don't actually don't know the background talk, so I would love to learn like what happened from getting drafted and then recognizing like where your true values really lie. Yeah, I, I think the the biggest season, I think it was my fourth fourth or fifth year, like a week into the season, I broke my hand. Um, and that was the most prepared I'd ever felt like mentally and physically for a season. And Mm -hmm. I was like, this is going to be my breakout year. I had a really good first week of the season, broke my hand. Um, and that was my first summer in rehab. And then that off season ended up playing in Australia. So I spent three months there and then I lived in Hawaii for a little bit before that. Um, and kind of the world of travel, international travel and experiencing different cultures. Obviously there's like subcultures traveling all over the U S. Um, mm-hmm. but that ignited just this, which I'd always had like the curiosity of what's out there, what the world's like, but that was yeah. like the, the first time that I got to experience that. Um, and it really changed my relationship with baseball playing in Australia because there's just that one league, there wasn't a hierarchy, there's a salary cap. It's like, you know, that you're only there for three months and just the the clubhouse is different. Your relationships to coaches was different. It was so enjoyable. So that was like the big pivot in life and in my approach to baseball. Um, And then the following seasons, like my numbers started getting better. I was having way more fun. And then the year that I got injured, that was, the best season that I was having in my career. Um, I made the all-star game. I was like, possibly thought that a September call-up may have been in the mix. Like things were starting to kind of work out. And then- I didn't know this, shit. Yeah, yeah. So I was, uh, yeah, kind of of on a high at that point. Um, And then found out that I had a torn labrum, got surgery. And then just kept having complications, ended up having another two surgeries after that within 18 months or something. Um, and then my contract ended, went into free agency a week out of a surgery. And then COVID hit and I was like, yeah, I think, I think I'm done with this. I started finding, finding other interests and <clears throat> yeah, I was, I was pretty burnt out just by that, the, the business of it at that point, I was like, there are new things that were grabbing my curiosity and like life was clearly heading in a different direction. That part is nuts to me because I, I'm seeing a lot of similarities again, having a lot of guests on who they themselves are, were professional athletes. And then they started getting that, that that tailwind of it doesn't always have to be like this, like other things are are capturing my interest. And even just you telling us a little bit of the story, I'm seeing some themes. Like the first time that you got injured, you said that you were the most prepared, mentally prepared that you had ever been. Yeah. 
And then this next time around, you were like having the season of your life where September call-ups might have been in the cards and then something happened. So I know that you and I have had this conversation to some extent, yeah. but I would love to have it again and, and resurface it. How do you come back from something like that? So, I mean, again, we put expectations on ourselves, which I think none of us are, are immune to. Yeah. But when things don't go your way, like, what what do you tap into at that point, Tuck? Well, unfortunately, a lot of it's just time. <laughs> it's like, what, 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 whether it's... Time heals? Yeah, yeah. No, it's like, as cliched as it is, that's, that's what I've found. It's like, but then obviously coming out of my career, then COVID hit and it was like everything was shut down or in a global pandemic. And I was like, fuck, what do I do now? I was like, like I have some stuff that I'm interested in and then everything's closed. And I'm like, I, I was in, in a weird space for a while. I was like, just in this, this limbo stage where I was like, dude, I have no idea what, what's, yeah. what's next for me, what I'm doing now. It was, it was a tough time um, as it was for everybody. Yeah. Not to make myself sound like the victim. Um, but no, a lot of it, same thing. It's like the approach of just taking it day by day and having some sort of faith in what's calling out to you, like what you feel in your heart and what you feel inspired by. It's like I, I always feel if you chase that, even if it doesn't work out however you thought it might, which it almost never does. Um. <laughs> dude, those are facts. Yeah, those are facts. It's like the most frustrating thing yeah. about the universe. You're like, dude, I had a plan, and the universe is like, hey, fuck off. You're like, you don't know, you don't know what you want. Right, right. <laughs> Which that's that's kind of how I live now. It's like I can have an idea of uh, something in my head, but I know that ultimately it's like being able to be flexible and malleable in that. It's like that. That's how comfort is found. Is like. Yeah, you can throw me wherever you want and like I'll adapt to it, which is that's that's kind of how I try and live now. It's trying to be as adaptable as possible. Adaption's a hard thing. It's it's a it's a skill that you learn over time through a lot of failure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like I adapt really well and at the same time it doesn't come <clears throat> without its really really hard moments. I mean, if we're looking back at the pandemic, it obviously changed a lot of people for a lot of reasons. Yeah. For you looking back at that time, I mean, it was time to embrace the pivot. Yeah. Right. We've talked a lot. We've talked a lot about this with a lot of our guests. And I think it's a theme that continues to come up that I really want us to like really dive into talk. So like what was the embrace the pivot moment and how has that pivoted into what you're doing today, which to me is like he's outside. He's connecting with this higher power. Like, this seems great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, I don't think that there's like one aha moment. I don't think there's like a, a pivot moment or anything. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely. I mean, my life now kind of revolves around snowboarding and mountaineering. Um, that's like where life has taken me. But yeah, there, there wasn't like this one moment where it's it's just been like a chain of events where it's like, this has worked out. This hasn't. But I don't know. I, I don't know where it's going, but this is, I was telling my dad this the other day, like right now, this is the most fulfilled I've ever felt in my life. Cause I feel like it's something, it, it's kind of mine. I created it. There's nobody that told me how to do it or how I should do it or how I should be doing it. Like it was just, 
I had this idea and I chased it and I kind of get to create it by myself, which has been pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's dive into it. What, what, so the pivot happened. What are you doing now? Like, why are you the most fulfilled you've ever been? Uh, I mean, it's a loaded question. <laughs> so, got time yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so pretty much my main driving thing right now is, is snowboarding, but mainly back, backcountry snowboarding. Um, so it's a mix of alpinism and snowboarding. Um, so most people are familiar with skiing and snowboarding at a resort with lift access. Um, yeah. and kind of what I've been drawn to is you just, you go hike whatever you want and that's where you snowboard. So you're out past the wilderness boundary. There's no safety net or anything like that. You're there with the, a couple partners and you pick your terrain and climb whatever mountain it is and then snowboard down it. For that, that's like the basic creating your own path. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's been a pretty wild adventure, but it's so fulfilling because it's, it's still so new to me. This is my third season ever snowboarding. And I grew up in Florida, which is. Yeah. I was going to say, did, <laughs> did you grow up in Florida? Yeah. Yeah. So pretty, pretty far from the mountains. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just this whole new world that I'm getting to explore and it's same thing. It's like being comfortable with change. The mountains are constantly changing. Um, mm -hmm. So like learning how to tune into that and listen to what the snow is saying and all sorts of stuff. Um, and I've had great mentorship pretty much the whole way, which has been mind blowing for me. Some of the some people that I get to spend time with and learn about the mountains. So it's, it's been pretty awesome so far. I mean, Tuck, what can you glean from this opportunity? I mean, what I'm hearing is mentorship is super special, yeah. which I can imagine, when, especially when you're out there. I don't know how dangerous this is. I do know that there is probably some danger attached to it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty dangerous. I mean, relatively. Rel yeah. Yeah, it's pretty high danger for the most part. I was going to say, it's pretty but, dangerous, but, right? but there's so much that goes into it to, to give yourself a margin of safety. Um, so that's where the mentorship part comes into it. It's like if you don't know what you're doing and you go out there, it's like, yeah, you're climbing a whatever 14,000-foot mountain um, with avalanche danger and rockfall and all sorts of stuff. So learning how to navigate that and when, when the doors open up and when you can get on stuff and when you can't. Um, mm -hmm. all of that is, is things that you need people around you to learn from. I mean, what other things are you learning from this opportunity? I, I can just knowing you, I can think of things that I think would speak to you, but I don't want to speak for you. So like, what are, what are the nuggets you're gleaning from this Tuck? Oh, there's so many. I don't know. That's, that's a tough question. It's like, cause there's something new, like every time. Um, mm -hmm. but uh, I think the big one is like going back to adaptivity is like being able to be comfortable with change and like something happens and you're flexible and you can make decisions in high pressure situations, which a lot of that, like <clears throat> the baseball background, like learning how to deal with discomfort and questioning yourself and all that stuff. It's like that, that's transition straight into what I'm doing now. Um, so there were a lot of tools that I got from baseball that are, I can apply to 
snowboarding and photography and all that kind of stuff. You had a post, I, I want to say I have it up actually right now. So it was a while ago. Yeah. So I'm looking at September 14, 2020. <laughs> okay. And so what spoke to me at that time, because I remember I saved it because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to use this, but I'm going to use it. So fast forward almost three years later, yeah. you had started with where are you at mentally, physically, and emotionally? So I want to ask you that same question right now. I mean, you're tapping into something that is, is causing you to adapt, being open to change. Yeah. Right. I can imagine that there's a huge aspect of mindfulness that goes into it because you are literally looking at your surroundings, not only to keep yourself safe, but to be able to do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Right. So Tucker, for you, as you're stepping into this and you've been doing this for, for how long now? This is my third, third season. Third season. Yeah. Okay. And where are you at currently? Uh, I live in a small mountain town. It's about 15 minutes north of Lake Tahoe. Okay. Uh, it's called Truckee, California. So it's in the, the Sierra Nevada mountain range. Got it. Yeah. So like, I, I guess just same question for you. I mean, it's something that you would ask just something in, in one of your posts, but three seasons in getting the mentorship that you needed, noticing that there are some skills that you learned from baseball that you are now using to this day. I mean, where are you mentally, emotionally, and spiritually? Like, how would you answer that? very fulfilled like we were just talking about um <clears throat> but I, I don't know it's it's this weird mix of like my energy and drive right now is almost as high as it ever has been but very humbled which is like that's that's what keeps drawing me to the mountains and why i love spending as much time as i can in them um mm -hmm. yeah it's just this like this piece that i gather from them it's like th this I'm like constantly humbled, not just by the aesthetic of it, um, but the consequences and everything that surrounds that. So it's, so it's a weird mix of like having this motivation, but feeling incredibly humbled at the same time. Yeah. <clears throat> There's definitely a learning curve if I ever get the invite, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I, I also share that value system of what being outside does for me too. Yeah. Um, having just been, you know, maybe not off the grid in the same way that you are, <laughs> I'll get there at some point. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of value in being with yourself and being outside. So, you know, when you're there, talk like, what sort of what sort of thoughts are are crossing your mind? I mean, are they the same thoughts that you had when you were competing at a high level? No, because there's really no, I, I don't feel any pressure to perform. Uh, um, yeah, like the, the external pressure just isn't there, which is really nice. Um, but it's also like the most present I've ever felt. There's not 10,000 people staring at you. It's just like you, maybe a handful of people in the mountains and it's quiet and there's nobody around and you're making decisions together and talking about stuff it, it's it's obviously super special to me um but yeah i would say like the the, the external forces in terms of like a business or money or whatever it is like I, I don't feel the pressure of that and since i'm so new to it it's like i know that there's going to be failures so i'm like wide open open to that 
I'm like, if something goes wrong, I'm going to learn for it. There's no more time period. Like, I feel like this is something that I want to do for the rest of my life, which with professional sports, you have this super short window to maximize your ability and whatever, all those accomplishments and make as much money as you can. And it's like, as soon as that window's closed, like on to the rest of your life. So coming out of baseball, it was like, I tried to focus a lot of decisions I made around sustainability. Like what's a way that I can live for the rest of my life? What are things that I can do for the rest of my life to where I have this fulfillment and joy. Um, and it's not just like trying to crunch as much out of myself in seven years or 10 years or whatever it is, and then figure things out after that. But like you, you as a dietitian, like I, I was just telling someone the other day they were juicing and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, Oh, my boy does fucking lose his shit yeah, right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, that was one of my dietitians always talked about creating sustainability around, around your diet and not, let's not even call it a diet. It's just how you eat, how you treat your body. It's like creating this sustainability so that you don't feel that pressure. You don't feel stress of like, oh, fuck, I had a beer at 10 o'clock. Now I'm yeah. not going to sleep right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. you were always pretty chill with that. You were like, dude, you guys are burning yeah. so many cow. Like just yeah. tr try to create some. Yeah, yeah. Create something <laughs> sustainable for yourself so you're not stressed all the time. But you can still perform at a high level. Um, yeah. But yeah, just to echo that, like I, I feel that in my life and most aspects right now. It's just trying to create sustainability, which is, yeah, pretty much the first time in my life where I can actually have this long-term vision for my life. Mm -hmm. It was always just that the industry of baseball is so cutthroat. It's like yeah. you try to approach it day to day, but ultimately, you know, it's like you're on the chopping block at all times. Yeah. Um, so it's nice not having to deal with that anymore the chopping block now is is death really it's like something goes wrong in the mountains and you die shit yeah <laughs> which is which is kind of nice because there, there's like a different pressure and obviously different circumstances so like that that weight is heavy on you but it's nature that's making the call it's not some at yeah. some asshole with a suit on <laughs> yeah, yeah right fuck those guys <laughs> Yeah, I think what's really interesting, Tucker, just, you know, again, you and I, you know, right around that 2020 time is also when I had left the club yeah. to go out on my own because I had I had felt uh, another calling as well. Yeah. And so it's interesting because I you and I obviously had thrown some DMs back and forth just saying what up. Uh, just because I think you and I have it like that, where we're genuine friends and we would genuinely want to be next to each totally. other. Um, I think what's really cool just hearing you talk about that is a couple things. I think the first thing that I heard that's really cool is that there's really no external pressure anymore, mm -hmm. which I myself, even to this day, like I put such an amazing amount of internal pressure visualizing that there's external pressure it's just like how i try to connect with that comp that those competitive parts of myself mm -hmm. but i think what is really nice and just hearing you talk about the sustainability piece is i will have moments when i'm able to be present and that's when 
I start thinking about sustainability. So, Tuck, to hear you say that, that that's where you're at, um, I just want to let you know, man, I'm so glad that I heard this because prior to even jumping on this recording, I had to go for a walk, like a mindfulness walk to be like, all right, I need to, I need to tap into some sort of energy where I can hold the conversation and hold space for what the person is saying. Yeah. But just hearing you say that, man, I think it's so valuable for our listeners and also just really valuable for me. Oh, cool. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for the fucking reminder that I also told you a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think those pieces are, are super, not only are they really vulnerable, but like they, they are things that I think a lot of us can get a lot from. So the fact that you found something for yourself that helps you to live your values, man, I think is, is super dope. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I'm, I'm super lucky that, that I've found that. Cause I still, I like, I keep in touch with a bunch of my old teammates and good friends. And it's like a lot of guys come out of that world, something they've been doing as little kids. And they're completely lost. And I was there for a while, but it's like I, I found something else to switch that energy and focus into. But some people aren't that lucky. And it's like they, they spend years or, or, or a lifetime and they're just like, this was a chapter in my life where life is different. And now everything else is like, it's like going from a 10 to a five. And you're like, oh, this is life now. This is the real world. I, me- I remember guys always saying that. They're like, Oh yeah, whatever. After this season, I'll have to go to the real world, and I'm like, "Fuck that! What does that even mean?" <laughs> I'm, yeah, like, I'm like, "That sounds boring." Yeah, I'm like, "What? What are you talking about? That never made sense to me." Um, but no, yeah, I've, I've been super fortunate um, to find something that, yeah, daily I'm inspired by. All right, so I, I got two things for okay. you. Okay, I'll only let you do one. No, go ahead. No, no, no we're doing this. <laughs> First thing, um, I know you're using your social platform kind of like, uh, it seems as if, rather, uh, kind of like a, a, a visual storytelling platform of just getting some thoughts yeah. out. I don't see you on a TED stage at some point in the next five years. Uh, I'm going to give you shit. That's <laughs> the second thing is... A lot of our listeners and a lot of people that have been on, uh, sometimes embracing the pivot is really hard because it causes you to go through a grief process of what once was. So I think, Tuck, for you, like, I think you're a perfect person to speak to this. You know, if someone out there listening to this is having a different calling and possibly needs to embrace the pivot so that they can go out and live a more fulfilled life, I mean, Talk, what would you say to that person? Yeah, just to not not be scared. Tr- try to embrace change, really. It's like welcome change. That's one thing that I've found. It's it's the only inevitable in life. It's constant. It's change. Um, and it's something that we try to reject as much as we want. So, yeah. which Craig Council, this was another thing with the Brewers that has really stuck with me. The last couple of years, he always preached like being comfortable, being uncomfortable. That was like one thing that has really stuck with me. Um, So it's like leaning into that, knowing that there's lessons to be learned, knowing that that's where the growth is, is outside the comfort zone. So it's like not, not trying to create this life that societal norms is like, we want this little box where our eyes are dotted and T's are crossed and we feel comfortable. 
and then a global pandemic hits and society falls apart and then it's like okay how, how do we how do we react to that how how can we adapt it's something that humans have dealt with since the start of time um and i feel like we've lost connection to that a little bit so that's something that i'm trying to embrace more um but yeah, to stay open-minded and not like put all these little boxes and compartmentalize aspects of your life, um, which once again, I've always kind of lived, or at least in the past decade of my life, I've been somewhat on the fringes of society or the norm of how I approach life and how I live my life. Um, I'm not trying not to be preachy about that. It's like if people have questions, I'll tell them my per, my yeah. perspective on things. But it's like do do whatever you want. It's your life. Um, so that's pretty much what I'd say. And if something doesn't work out, like be fine with that. There's so much shit to do in this life. It's like we so yeah we we find ourselves in these little bubbles and that doesn't work out. And then you're like I don't know. It's it's tough to explain for me. Um, but yeah. I love that. I mean, I'm, I'm also interested because like you and I have had a ton of conversations about like habits and rituals and things to do and things not to do. But like where you are in your season of life, Tucker, like what are the two to three rituals or things that you do that really help you right now to either stay present or I don't know, to help you connect? I mean, it's mainly just spending time in nature. That's, that's, that's the biggest one. Um, yeah, I don't really have like routines or rituals per se. Like I used to, which was, it's been fun to try to. That's an evolution for you by the way time. too. Like if you think about it, like you were real big into big time. rituals. Yeah. Yeah. Right? There was a, there was also just from my standpoint too, like a great deal of rigidity. So like, it seems like getting out of that has also been incredibly free. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been really cool. Um, which I've talked to a bunch of snowboarders about this. Like when they hear about baseball and stuff, they're like, wow, you went from organized sports, having all this structure to snowboarding, yeah. which is literally like, which is totally <laughs> DIY or doing whatever you want. Um, so like trying to figure out how I fit into that. Cause I still like the human performance side of it. <clears throat> I still, yeah, I yeah. still take, fairly seriously but same thing like i don't put pressure on myself to like oh you gotta whatever um but it's something that's stuck with me it's like i still want to physically and mentally perform at a high level um but whatever when you're camping out in the backcountry for five nights there's no hot tubs or foam rollers or (laughs) anything like that to where you're like all right now i feel ready you can't get a massage um so, so that's been challenging but uh, yeah i don't know I, I i don't have a ton of structure in my life anymore which is kind of nice yeah and and all That's... all of my work is pretty much all freelance at this point um so it's like i'll pick something up for a project and then it's on to something else which is nice which is which is funding your your passion projects out of this, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and now, now I'm getting into some snowboard photography. Um, yeah, yeah. So now there's, I get to go do 
the things that I want to do and be in that environment. And now it's sustaining my lifestyle too, which is nice. Which I'm also really sure that killing the rigidity of what once was and into the freeing aspects of just what whatever comes like I can also imagine that that is a really great environment for creativity as you step into this photography business yeah yeah because I mean that's nice with photography and design is ultimately it's it's up to you you're the one telling the story like you're the one yeah clicking the shutter it's like no there's nobody there saying it has to look like this or it's got to be like that which there was a lot of that in baseball um and if you didn't abide to that, then you're put on this shit list or whatever, um, which I definitely felt that like as I became more free with myself and how I wanted to approach my career, but just my life. Um, There's definitely a lot of backlash in that industry. People kind of thought that I had this attitude that I could do whatever I want. And I'm like, no, this is my career. This is my life. Like, I, I could get traded tomorrow or released or whatever. And I'm the one that has to live with that. So I'm going to make decisions that I can sleep with at night, um, yeah. which was a challenging process, but I feel like that's pretty much where I'm at now. And it, it feels really good. Well, I think that's what makes you special as an individual. You know, you know what's best for you and maybe you don't have a clear picture of what that looks yeah. like, but in this moment, that's what I've always really valued about you, Tuck, is in this moment, I'm not okay with this decision. So I'm going to make this other one that I feel is best for me in my future. Cue sustainability. Yeah. yeah, and long term, it's like if you make those decisions, you're going to end up being surrounded by the people that love you for who you are. You're not like making a decision to try and whatever, smooch, whatever. You know how it goes in, in the business yeah. world. Like you're not trying to climb this ladder. You're just trying to be yourself. And ultimately, yeah, you're yeah. surrounded by the people that you want to be with. Yeah. I've always hated that, that saying, you know, insert entity, you know, it's a business. Yeah. I've always hated that. Cause I'm like the people who are inside of this business are human. Yeah. Humans crave connection. Like there's also some like healthy communication that can go right, on. Right. Yeah. Which, which I've never been okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I struggled with that a lot my last couple of years in in baseball. It was was eating me alive, to be honest. But then there's people like you, like I said, that I was like, "Fuck, dude, I really appreciate Desi because he he treats me like a human being. Like I'm, he's talking to me, the human with emotions, and going yeah, through all this yeah. life stuff. It's not just like a little piece of the puzzle that can make somebody some money." Yeah. Yeah. No, man. Feeling, feeling is very, very mutual, Tuck. I think I gained a lot of really great things from just reconnecting with you. And I think one thing for our listeners that I think is super important is being open to being adaptable and getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. I think if a lot of us can get into that mindset, that things can change on a whim and that's okay. But making sure that you have people around you, making sure that you're okay with yourself enough to be adaptable to that type of change. Because even anything that you just talked about right now, I, as your friend, I feel really good that you have people around you that can guide mm -hmm. you. I feel really great that you have a creative outlet 
it feels even better that you found something where you can go be outside, which I think that's maybe why we connect in a, in a weird <laughs> granola way. Um, I think we both love being outside. Yeah. Like it brings a lot of therapy to our lives. So just the fact, Tuck, that you've been able to find that, man, I think our listeners can gain a great deal of value just from hearing that is really pushing them to like, how can you be more adaptable to life? And who, do, what, who or what do you need around you in order to, to be successful in whatever the pivot is in your life? So I think those things, Tuck, I think are amazing, man. So I, I so appreciate you taking the time, bro, to tell a little bit of your story. I mean, seeing the snowboarding vids and whatnot, I was like, yo, what the fuck? Is this <laughs> <laughs> it has to be dope. Like, like Tucker doesn't do stupid yeah, things. <laughs> I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> So, man, I, I want to leave us with uh, two of our last questions. I know that you were like, hey, is there any questions that you want to ask? Like, I try to make sure that I keep this super organic, but I do ask any of our amazing guests the same two questions. And so uh, I want to ask you the same. So obviously, this is the Can't Believe I Made It podcast. Mm -hmm. So have you made it? And if not, what does making it look like in your season of life right now? That's a good question. To, to me, there is no it. There is no making it. Like it, life, uh, I guess make, making it would, would would be death. That's like the final chapter of life. Um, mm -hmm. So that's that's how I see is making it. Like, oh, I, ma I made it through this life. Um, yeah, there's no, there's no like end goal. Like I, I think the whole concept of making it, like we talked about, it's like, you make it to that and then there's a new goal. It's like this constant yeah. cycle, this, this rat race, that's something that you're chasing, um, mm -hmm. which, which I've found it's here now. That's what we have is, is the present moment. So it's like living that that's, that's it. That's making it. You're, you're already there. You just have to yeah. be able to give yourself space to, to actually live in that. But that's just my personal philosophy on it. I don't, I don't think that there is this like, thing that you should be striving for it's like all, all here now mm -hmm. is granola does that sound some guy that lived in his van or I, yo i i'm literally on the last chapter of the power of now with yeah, yeah. Foley, and like it's just it's just changing things for me too where i'm like fuck everything that i've ever created for myself has been time bound yeah, yeah. Like, how do i reverse that you know what i mean yeah. so even I'm cool with the granola answer, yeah. bro. Well, that's that's the stage of life that I'm in right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. All right, Tuck, last question for you, and then we'll let you go. But when when I say goodbye to our audience, don't okay. go yet because I just want to connect real quick before we yeah. get going. Um, where can people find you? What sort of things do you have going on that you could use some support with or just some eyes? Like, How can we as a pod family support you? Oh, I mean, from like a social standpoint, I'm, I'm not huge on social media. I have Instagram, obviously. Um, that's pretty much the only thing. My handle is Tuki uh, Tuki one nine, uh, and that's pretty much it. My email is my full name, Tucker Newhouse at Yahoo. Other than that, yeah, I, I keep a pretty low profile with what I'm doing. I don't blog or anything yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, and anybody that's out there that wants to reach out, feel free to 
any questions or whatever, I'm more than happy to chat with people. I love yeah. it, bro. It it feels really good. Uh, again, I, I've I've been observing a lot of guys that I was connected to as well that were in professional baseball and um, some of them doing some different things that I can tell they're really really uncomfortable with, and it shows. So, I think you're absolutely one person that I was like, you know what? This person has found a way to live their passion and and what they're doing and. To be honest, bro, like none of your granola answers surprise oh. me. I fucking love it. And I love you for that. So I just want to let you know, human to human, uh, dude, I so appreciate your journey, bro. I, sh I so appreciate hearing your story because I don't think that I've heard it and I wanted to have it here because I think it's super special. But, uh, dude, from one friend to another, man, I love Thanks, you. Thanks, I love you too, bro. Yeah. Awesome. Well, for uh, all of our listeners out there, make sure that you give uh, Tucker a follow if you want to just – Following in, in his story, I think what's really valuable when we look at embracing the power of, of pivoting, whatever that looks like in your life, is is being adaptable. Change is really, really hard. And if you can care for yourself through it enough to be present into the now, I think a lot of really valuable things come. So, Tuck, I again, man, thank you so much for jumping on, dude. I think this is super timely. I needed to hear this. <laughs> so... So I appreciate you, bro. But when we end here, don't go because I just want to say what up for yeah. a little bit. But appreciate yeah, thanks, you, thanks, Dev. Cool. All right. For everyone out there, you know the drill. If there's something that really spoke to you, please do yourself a favor. Screenshot it. You can share it on your socials. Tag us. Tag, tag Tucker. I think what's really valuable is when we hear some really inspirational messages, sharing them, you know, you might change someone's life. And I think that's really cool and the power of connection. So I'll see you all in the next one. Later. Ooh.